0: I just started to feel exhausted and stressed and anxious to a point that I felt like I had like, you know, kind of like this job that was, you know, a high position with a lot of pressure and which was not, you know, I was just a hostess at a restaurant, but the amount of pressure that I had and that I was taking on without knowing was very high. At this very moment, you're entering the Vortex of Mystic Podcast. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Mystic Podcast. It's Daniela with Season 3 of the Mystic Podcast. Now it's starting in January 2021. What an amazing, amazing energy that we're entering. And when I say that, by the way in that word of amazingness is a lot, not just the beauty of it, but everything that gets to happen in this year of 2021 for all of us. So every time I talk about the crazy energies and the amazing energies and all the stuff that's going on with us collectively and globally, just means that there is a lot being stirred around. There is a lot that's being brought up to the surface and we're in for a ride. If we thought that 2020 was crazy, Let's buckle up for some more craziness, but at the end of the day, I truly believe that everything is happening for us and that whether the road is a tricky one to navigate, it is definitely the road into freedom and into seeing and integrating so much of our human technology, of the things that we can do and get rid of the things that are not working anymore. So, welcome to 2021 In Mystic Podcast. I am so excited to have you here and and to share with you some of the things that I am going to share with you today. So for this season three, um, again, just a season two, asking for Mistake podcast to see what wants to come through, what's the best thing that we could receive in this vortex of our time together. And today, I have an episode in which I'm going to share with you my story through recognizing my gifts, to becoming the person that I am today, my personal story on the navigation of me <laughs> and I'm hoping to inspire to shine lights in parts of your story that you have not seen before and most of all and I repeat this throughout my episodes is that while I share my story, while I share the things that I see and recognize of myself I want you to get inspired I want you to look at your own story and bring out the pieces of wisdom bring out the things that happened for you bring out your own magic and your own uniqueness so my story in any way is for you to compare to compete against but instead it's for you to show you how to unravel a story and to see things from a different light, from a different perspective. You know, I remember when I really realized that, and I don't know who said this, but I do remember that that I remember saying, or I remember hearing this person say that you can walk into a room where a conference is being held and you can walk with your best friend. And the conference, you know, the words of the conference are the same, the thing are the same, but what you take out of that conference it's completely different. Meaning the story can be the same, the teachings can be the same, the content of the conference can be the same, but what you get out of what's being said and what's being shared, it's your own perception. So you filter through your own life and your own lenses in order to decode the messages of the conference. And it goes through everything. We can filter any story through our own lenses and make sense of it in a very different way. So what I am hoping to do here, it's to shift you into different lenses, into different perspectives, into different ways of seeing how things happen for us and how your story is already unrambling, because we start to tell our story from the very beginning. So here we go to just sharing a little bit about everything that I've been through. And I have a lot of people that, especially nowadays, who ask me, how did you get into your gifts? Like, how did you just became so confident about your gifts and what you do and how you help people? And you know of course in order to get to where I am today there was a beautiful road that I had to navigate and I'm gonna tell you from the very beginning so as many of you know I have an aunt who is my mom's sister and her and I when I was a kid used to just talk about ghosts and talk about spirits and talk about I remember she used to read my cards and I remember she used to give me sips of coffee and then read my cup of coffee um, like my empty cup and and tell me all of these fun things and I just remember going into her apartment because it was like entering like um um, like a time capsule, it was just like entering into this um mystic um yet intriguing world, and I was just so fascinating by the conversations that we would have and one of the things though that made me really um like I start to question this world was that she kept saying back then a lot that she um, had these entities that continue to follow her and had these um, spirits that continue to, um, to kind of um, spy on her or to be with her and things like that. So I remember that I liked the part that was communicative, meaning she used to ask me, do you feel this ghost? Do you see this um, spirit? And I loved all of that. And I loved when she read Um, the cards and the cup of coffees to me and we used to just talk about the unseen realm that was fascinating to me but what I didn't like and I was not so comfortable with was her ideas of this entity sometimes chasing her and asking her for things and all of this you know kind of more um tangible things that i was like i don't know if i'm ready for this so i remember one time and i really i mean i remember hearing this but not specifically the situation in which um it was either my grandmother or my mom or my dad that were talking about um her and her perception of her world as a little bit crazy that she was making these things up and that she was all cut up in her world that she couldn't see the reality because for them, it was one reality, which was the physical reality, and she was not living in that reality, so she was you know making up all these worlds and personally, for me, and this is just you know my characteristics of I am this person who loves to be taken seriously, who loves to be um grounded, who loves to be loved, of course, who doesn't yeah, but when I've noticed what they were saying about her, I feared that at some point they would say that about me and then I wouldn't be respected, I wouldn't be taken seriously, I wouldn't be loved, especially for my mom and my mom, my mom and my dad. So I remember just kind of questioning a lot about why these entities had to follow her and I, and it was a part of me that didn't believe that either. And And the thing is, I want to say on this is that you know we all interact with the unseen world on our own and what I really wanted at the point which I couldn't really understand was I wanted her to be more understanding of why these things were happening instead of just playing with it without knowing what's really going on so in a more grounded way because that's my way anyway so i moved from colombia i went to live in the states and i of course didn't keep that much contact with her just you know a little bit over the phone here and there but i went on with my life i went through high school and met amazing people partied a lot (laughs) and just kind of went on with my life and one of the things that i do remember is always being so overwhelmed with emotions and energies. So my mom used to call me, and we have a picture (laughs) that um, it's this cat just freaking out. Like it's a picture of a cat with all its hairs just freaking out, like static. And my mom used to send me this picture a lot saying, why are you so stressed? you're freaking out. This is literally the, the image of who you are all the time. So I used to be really stressed out and anxious about things and feel like I was always full of this energy and this charge of energy that I didn't know what to do with. Little did I know it was, was that I was processing a lot of the energy for the people around me and my mom has a lot of energy, and she moves really fast, her energy sometimes can be really frantic, and I was mirroring all of that, and and you know, my sister and her things, I was also mirroring a lot of that, we went through a period in which it was really hard for us, as my dad went back to Colombia, and it was just the three of us, my mom, my sister, and I, and all of that I was taking it in without knowing that I was processing for all of us. But I didn't know that I was carrying a lot of stuff. But to be honest, I never like really touched upon my gifts or anything that was out of this out of that realm at all. Basically what happened is that one day I decided that I was partying too much, that I was kind of in a way wasting my life, and that I just needed a new direction, a new a new, a new atmosphere, a new thing to do. And I've decided that I wanted to go to LA, which my friends didn't believe me. So they, I remember I wanted to do a party, like a, a a go away party. And they, they didn't believe me that I was going. So there was no going away party. It was just me saying, I'm going away. (laughs) And they're not believing me until the, um, my car was being shipped to LA, and that's when when he really hit my friends, that it was a true thing that I was leaving, because I think I made all the arrangements within three months, and I moved from Miami to LA to live with my aunt, who at the time I didn't have that much contact with, but then we started to become really, really good friends as I, as I moved to LA and lived with her for a while. So when I moved to LA, I started to work at this restaurant that was right by the beach beautiful restaurant and what happened in that restaurant it's first of all it was very busy like extremely busy like we would have thousand like i mean i remember it was like we would cover 600 700 800 people just through breakfast because we had breakfast and lunch and dinner and i mean the amount of people in that restaurant it was something i've never seen before And I was a hostess, so I would greet everybody coming into the restaurant, put them on the wait list, and then sit them accordingly. And it was exhausting to interact with all of this energy to, on top of that, feel the stress, anxiety, and pressure for all the servers, for all the the cooks, for the managers. So it was a lot to handle. And at the time, I just felt exhausted every time I finished work, like I had no energy left no energy left whatsoever and I just started to feel exhausted and stressed and anxious to a point that I felt like I had like you know kind of like this job that was you know a high position with a lot of pressure and which was not you know I was just a hostess at a restaurant but the amount of pressure that I had and that I was taking on without knowing was very high so I remember one of the hostesses telling me that she had gone to a yoga class and that she loved it. And at the time, my only interaction with yoga is that my mom's friend, who had lived with us in Miami, she, had t- she, had, she, she took me to a yoga class because she was really into yoga. And she took me to a yoga class in a gym. And I remember just looking around with these people stretching and just being so zen. And I was super flexible which I was so happy about, but I just didn't really get what, why we were there and what we were doing. So at the time I was definitely not ready for it. But when I was in LA and I was managing all this stress and all these things, I felt like, okay, this sounds like something I want to do. So I went to a yoga class and I got hooked from there. I just felt like it was an amazing place to be quiet to really feel my feelings to process a lot of the things that I hadn't had a chance to process but most importantly it was a chance for me to discharge the energy that were held in my body so then I can really touch upon what was mine because this is what I think with energies is that if we don't actively and intentionally clear out the energies that live in our bodies or that get attached to our bodies throughout our days depending on the people that we meet is that then at at some point we just don't even know what's us and what's them and everything becomes really confusing and we just find ourselves overwhelmed with all this energy from other people and then because we don't know who we really are because there's a bunch of energetics just thrown into one container which is our body we don't even know who we are so then we start comparing and competing and seeking other people's templates or other people's lives to get a meaning about us and to get a clue about us but then we're doing it all backwards you see. what yoga allowed me to do was to clear out the energetics to have a, a space with me in which it was me. And then that's why I believe that when people start yoga, they start to figure out who they are. They start to awaken into all that they are because they're able to be in a space and I'm sure it's the same happens with meditation, you're in a space in which you pause and in that pausing, you move away everybody else and you're with you and for a lot of people, it's for the first time they are with them and starting to meet the being that lives inside their bodies. So yoga for me was, I mean, transformation in transformational. It's not even It doesn't even comprehend it. It doesn't even give it credit. It was just life-changing for me. And I was so fascinated with it. And I remember saying, oh, I just, I wish one day I could be a teacher. I wish one day I could stand in that room and hold that space for people. Because first of all, I know I can hold that kind of a space. And then second of all, I would love to do that. Like, how magical would it be to do that? So, I dived in, I took my first teacher training, and then another teacher training, and then another teacher training, and I started teaching. And what I started to notice is that I was also really tired after my classes, like, extremely tired after my classes of holding that kind of energy. So, it was interesting because I was like, it feels like I'm, I'm, I'm teaching something physically, but at the same time, there's so much more happening energetically. So then I started to get really curious about the energies of people, my energies, their energies, and what was happening behind the scenes or in the unseen world. So this was a way for me to kind of come back to the very beginning, to come back to the unseen world that I was exploring with my aunt back when I was a kid but in a more grounded way, in a way in which I was kind of in control and not so much in control, but I was more grounded in order to dive into these energies, to see them from a different perspective, to see them from a different lens. So I just started to get really curious about the philosophy behind yoga, the, what was happening that was not being seen in the physical world. And I remember that I, I was kind of dipping my toes, you know. When we're curious about something, and I'm sure you can relate to this, when we're curious about something, we just kind of deep our toes a little bit. You're like, I'm just going to try this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to see this. And I was still, back then, comparing my teachings to a lot of other teachers. I was still, back then, really caught up in the competition Even if i didn't want to see it that way i was still i still wanted to be my best and i still wanted to save the world and i still wanted to be perfect and focusing on that was blocking my expansion because by focusing on trying to be perfect on trying to be better than these other teacher trying to get the job or, or the, the, the class that I wanted to be this kind of st- teacher at the studio, I was not allowing my natural gifts, my inner guidance, my highest self to be the one guiding the show because I wanted to be in so much control. So when I say we're dipping our toes, I'm saying we haven't surrendered yet. When we're dipping our toes into something, we still think that we need to be in control and we need to be perfect and we need to um, try so hard. And that's not surrendering and enjoying the ride. So that's where I was. And I was still having my job at at the restaurant and, you know, that was my life at the time. And then one time... It was 2017, and in the restaurant I used to work all the holidays, because our restaurant is part of a hot- Our restaurant was part of a hotel, and the hotel was always open. You cannot close for the holidays, so I would work all the holidays. So I worked New Year's Eve. No, never mind. I worked Christmas, and I work christmas eve and christmas day and then when it came to christmas uh, new year's eve and new year's day two days before or one day before new year's eve i got so sick so 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 sick so sick i couldn't even get up from bed like i don't know what happened it was a flu and i was so sick i lost my voice so i couldn't work new year's eve or New Year's Day, and I remember my manager calling me, because they needed me, and I was like, I'm so sorry, I really, but I couldn't even speak, and I was like, I have fever, like so high fever, I can't speak, so so they, of course, they're like, you can't come in, you have to stay home, and I remember spending that New Year's Eve in my bed, alone, super sick, and although I could have been really sad about spending a New Year's Eve by myself and sick and again having a work that I didn't do that I didn't like and still not having my life together instead I took out my notebook and I started writing down things as if they had already happened and I started writing down all the things that I wanted to happen as if they had already happened I started to write as if I was at the end of the next year and I was looking back at the year that was ahead. And I didn't make too much sense of this. I just, I wrote it down as if it had already happened. I closed it the next day. I Back back then I had a blog <laughs> and I wrote everything um, on my blog the next day. Because so, I wanted it to be somewhere where I couldn't, where I could see it. So I wrote it on my blog. I forgot about it done by the time i was reading a lot about abraham hinks and about the law of attraction and all of that and that was my initiation into the law of attraction and how i started to bring things into my reality as if they had already happened anyway i closed that book Uh, i remember saying that i that my life had changed so much that i had finally found my path that um i had traveled i have met incredible people i mean all of this stuff And that was New Year's Eve. Then a few days after, I was flying over to see my family in North Carolina. We were going to spend a week together in the snow, which I was so excited about. And I was in LA, so I was flying to see them in North Carolina. I jumped into the plane, I was in this plane, just excited about the snow. <laughs> I mean, now I live in the snow or or not live in the snow, but now I see the snow every Christmas, which is really nice. But back then I didn't. So it was quite an special event. And I'm sitting there in this plane and just getting comfortable, looking out the window and getting excited about this, thinking about my life and what I wanted to do. And then just 20 minutes in this plane, the captain comes on and he says we're going down. We are going down. And I couldn't believe what was happening. So I looked into the guy that was sitting next to me. He just looked at me exactly with the same. I have no idea what's happening. (laughs) But what really kicked me is seeing the flight attendants change their energetics. (laughs) change their face i was like okay something is really something's up and then the thing that really clicked it was that immediately the plane tilted down because we were on our way down and in that moment i realized that we were going down and that i was probably going to die and in that realization, there is many things that happen in your head. But one of the main things that happened for me was the, under- the deep understanding of energetics of how we are one energy. Because in that moment, we kind of realized all of us at the same time that we were going to die, that we had a few minutes to live. And we kind of glued that energy to it was the most amazing thing I've ever witnessed and I was like we're one we are one energy and while I was realizing that my life was flashing in front of my eyes of all the things like where I was at the time and all the things that I hadn't done that I wish I would have done And I remember just really regretting not going for so many things. And what really came back to me is all these people that I used to follow at the time that were going for their dreams and that they were living their dreams. And I was like, oh, if I could just have their courage, if I could have just gone for it, if I could have just show up more. Anyway, and then at some point after you have that flashback, you come into acceptance, which is this is it. So I'm in peace with it. I did my best. I did what I could. That was my lens. That was my perception of life. I did my best because at the end of the day, I truly believe that we're doing our best. We really are doing our best every day even if sometimes it doesn't feel like it. So after that, I remember making a promise. I said, okay, this is it. This is it. But if it's not, if it's not, I promise that if I were giving another chance, I would really go for it. I would really find out what I'm made of. I would really dive deep and Put people in opinions and everything away. I will do my best. If I get that chance. Close my eyes. The captain will say we're about to land. Get ready for an emergency landing. Whatever that meant at the time. And so we did. We landed in the middle of nowhere. Crazy landing, by the way. Landing in the middle of nowhere. And stayed in that little airport in the middle of nowhere for a bunch of hours until another plane came and picked us up to get us to our final destination i don't know how i got into another plane after that scared but i think i was in so much shock that i was just like you know when you're like a puppet it's just like just take me whatever because i have no like i don't even know what's going on that's pretty much what was happening but this is what i have to say about that experience is that all of us you listening, me included. We're all going to go back to that point where our life is about to end. We have a few minutes, hopefully, and, we're, and our life is going to flash in front of our eyes. And we're going to see what we did, what we didn't, what we regret of not going for. And really what comes are the memories that we've created in our life the powerful memories that we create intentionally. So what I really got in my promise is that as I'm going to go back to that point because it's going to happen again and it's going to happen to all of us. We're going to go back to that point in which our life flashes in front of our eyes. And my intention for you, for me, for all of us is that we have less regrets is that we really spend that time, that valuable and precious time in awe of what we've created, in proudness of who we were in this lifetime. And hopefully it doesn't take us a shocking experience like this to go back and to realize that this is precious times we're working on. This is a precious life that we have here. And in that moment, what really happened is that I understood that there was so much more than just what I could see. It was so much more beyond what I could see. And then I just, I just went for it. I went to more yoga teacher trainings. I found myself in Bali in that summer, working with an amazing yoga teacher who had a lot of um, native american roots and a lot of shamanic practices and found myself with healers and with mystics uncovering and unraveling all of the things that i was so scared to see before and of course of course by the way let me just break that down for you when all my gifts came back in like a period of a few weeks (laughs) I was terrified because I was like oh my god am I going crazy now am I becoming my aunt and what am I going to do with my you know with my partner like is he going to accept who I am so the way this gift came back is I started to have dreams about people and what was going to happen with them. I started to understand that when I'm next to somebody, I am mirroring their energetics and most of the stuff that goes on has little to do with me and a lot to do with them. I'm starting to understand that I could a little bit of hear people's thoughts and move between worlds. Not just in this physical world, but all the worlds. And what I want to say with like opening up to these gifts and to the spirituality is that is all a process. So perhaps for a lot of us, the gifts come back really quickly. Like they come to me. They came in a flash and they came so many at, at once. But even though they came so many at once, it took me years to unravel them to use them and they keep on changing they really do keep on changing but what I think it's important is that we get curious about them and I remember having a conversation with one of the girls that was in the training with me when she was saying because I was telling him like I don't know how I'm gonna go back home and what am I gonna do from now and she was saying you know here in Bali all of these energies and all of this living in, 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 in between worlds, it's so normal. But it was not normal in my family. <laughs> it was definitely not normal in my environment. And I was so glad that my partner went to see me in Bali and he stayed with me for a few weeks because crazy stuff was happening back then that I couldn't have explained to him if he wasn't there. So he was really able to witness a lot of it for himself. But I truly believe that what allowed me to be who I am today, which is no hiding, I am who I am and I go with it everywhere I go. Meaning I don't have to be a different person to be with my partner. I don't have to be a different person to be with my family. I don't have to be a different person when I'm working with somebody. I am me and I bring all of it with me. But to get to the point what i what i personally needed to do was to become really comfortable with it on my own and to explore it for myself and to not explore it in hiding to not explore it in for anybody else but to do it for me because my gifts at the time were definitely not what they are now. Like they felt, and I wrote this on my Instagram the other day, they felt like something that I was doing, something that I could tap into and do. But what, I, what I've gone to understand in those years of, of integrating these gifts with me is that it's not what we do is who we are. Like our gifts and who we are, it's not something that we temporarily pick up for show for our work but it's something that we are so if if my gifts and my human technology is who I am that's a different integration there and what I also want to say is that at every point of my story everything was leading me in the direction that I needed to go did it look like at the time no but did I need it to have a lot of partying in Miami in order to just kind of go away? Yes. Did I need it to have a job that was super stressful in order to find yoga? Yes. Did I need it to have this competition and this craziness, stress in my yoga teaching in order to find a different way? Yes. Did I need it to go into a near-death experience in my personal story? Yes. Yes so that I can share it with you. So, what I want to say is in, in a story even though it doesn't look like at the moment, it doesn't look like at hindsight, everything is coming together in order to get us to the next stage. And what I find is that sometimes because we are in the in the future, we don't see hindsight what is actually happening here. And we don't we forget that we start somewhere. And from when we start, we just continue evolving. Like, my ability to work with people and to have a extraordinary woman come into my world and for me to shift their energetics and for them to have incredible shifts in just 60 minutes with me. It's something that I've, that I moved my way up to. Could I have always done that? Yes. Was my human ready to do that? Probably not. There was so much that I needed to shed so that my level of freedom that I have with these gifts and this integration can be shared with you now. So look at your story and I start to see the places and the things that happen for you in order for you to get to where you want to go. Because at the end of the day, what I truly believe is that the spirituality, especially nowadays, it's inevitable. Like for us to wake up into this spirituality part of us, which is part of our gifts, it's inevitable. But it's up to us how deep we take it. It's up to us how much we hide it. And we separate it from our everyday life. So when it comes to developing my gifts... I'm putting together a training for this, by the way. So if you have worked with magic and if you have explored the magical realm, but want to really dive into being a magician and knowing how to use energies to clear energetics, to heal people, to help guide people, to upgrade their system, something is coming. But what I want to say in our gifts is we're so separate it from them that we see them as something away from ourselves and the moment we start to see them as part of who we are there is a different integration there that happens that's super valuable and whether you think this gives or something that you want to have or something that you don't have or whatever it is I my my true belief is that we are all made of energy and because of that that makes us sensitive to other energies which basically is communicating on a being level like energy communicates with each other and if we're able we're energy and somebody else's energy and we're communicating through energy there is so much more that's happening beyond our words and our interactions That's why it's so crazy for me when I'm having conversations with people. It's like we're having two conversations. One conversation which is our energetics is speaking and the other conversation is what they're saying with their words. Sometimes that's congruent, meaning they're really speaking their truth. And sometimes that's not congruent, meaning their energy bodies and what's really going on, it's not being said with their words. They're saying something completely different. And that could mean that they are not in connection to who they really are or that they're hiding. Either or. We get to work through it anyway. And that's why I find it so fascinating to align our inner being with what we present to the world. Because that's when the magic really happens. So... In my story of how I, I began to really develop these gifts and to start to play with people. I remember I, was just, I would just ask my friends, Hey, can I do energy on you? Hey, can I try some stuff on you? And I would just play with it. And I would just ask myself, How can I move into this? How can I give a space for this? How can I pause and listen? And I'm telling you throughout that there was a lot of crying, there was a lot of shedding, there was a lot of conversations that needed to be had for me to free myself from the hiding, from the dissonance, from the incongruency. What I've also known, known is that as I was freeing myself, I was freeing everybody around me too. Which is another thing that I want to say when it comes to exploring all that we are with our family members because what happens there is that we become a beacon of light and we become the triggers of all of those around us who are not in congruency energetically because then get triggered about what we have to say and how we see things and who we are because we're freeing ourselves and that's what they are truly want in the very end but they're just can't handle it so it's our mission and our responsibility to continue to walk that and to let them have their own path and to let them be triggered so that they can also start to explore why they're triggered in the first place okay this is what i have for you today my free masterclass. it's called divine formula it starts And whether you're listening to this today, Friday, or you're listening to it tomorrow, Saturday, or Sunday, what I want you to know, and today is January 8th, what I want you to know is that the replays will be available for another three days, I believe. It's completely free. I'm going to leave the link on the show notes so you can come and join us. This formula, it's really going to bring all of what I just said together. It's really going to help you understand the navigation of our life, our story, our gifts, our human, all of it together. It's one of the most beautiful things that I've downloaded in such a comprehensible way, in such an understandable way. And it's going to be beyond. If anything, this is one of my favorite classes that I'm going to teach and it's completely free and I welcome you into my world. Come and be with us. So much more coming for this podcast. So much more coming for this podcast. I'm also going to jump now into our magic activator to continue this conversation and other nuggets that I want to share. Before now, thank you so much for being part of this conversation. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate your presence. I appreciate your energy. And we are in this together. If you want to be part of our magic activator, this is my membership and you get to be in a private Facebook group with all of us where I share energy activations every week, energy reports. I share all my insights and my channelings and you also get parts of these episodes that are exclusive to our membership. It's $22 a month. Come join us if you want to continue to be part of this conversation. I love you very, very much and I appreciate you and I will see you next week.